Welcome back to episode three of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm with Tom and Thomas. Um, and we got quite a bit going on this episode today. Free agency, there's a lot going on. Leafs Flames done some stuff. Uh, but Tom, Thomas, uh, how's it going today? It's going pretty well. We're excited to go recap the free agency and all the moves the Leafs have made, all the moves the Flames have made. That's going to be a fun part of this episode. Oh, Thank you for TJ Brody. Uh, yeah, and yeah. have fun You're with welcome. Chris Tanev, noted, oh, noted trade bait for Al- or William Nylander. Thomas, what's up, man? Yeah, it's been good. I think the Leafs uh, have done some moves, whether they're good or bad. I think they've done some moves, and they've kind of shifted things for this team. So I guess we'll get right into the first signing, Tom. And that was getting Wayne Simmons on Friday, right as the deadline, or not deadline, the free agency opened. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one? We've been texting in the chat, so I know the thoughts, but just tell everyone your thoughts on the signing. I think, uh, I mean, like Wayne Simmons, it's, it's Wayne Simmons. He's not here to be a spectacular player for them. He's not going to be Wayne Simmons like he was on the Flyers or right. like Wayne Simmons of years past. If he can put up 30 points, maybe. Like, I'm happy with that. 1.5 is a little much, but he's the veteran presence in the locker room. He wanted to come home. I don't think you can really fault him for it. He turned down more money from Montreal, which is hilarious again. (laughs) (laughs) Just stealing players out from under the Habs. I love that. It's great. But, like, if he can be who we've wanted Patrick Marlowe to be, what Jason Spezza should have been, and then he turned out to be that and a really good player, I think it's fine overall. I don't hate it. 1.5 is nothing. If he's up at the end of the year, he probably walks again. He's just here for a year and hopefully win a cup. Yeah, like my thoughts, and I'm I th- I'm fine with it. One point five for one year, that that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's preferably I would have liked league minimum, but it's the difference is negligible. What is it, six hundred thousand dollars? That's not even another yeah. player. It doesn't matter. I think he's just gonna step in here and do the thing that Wayne Simmons has been doing for the last season and a half and just hit people. Trying to get on your skin. I think that's what yes. they got him for. If uh, we can get like a Ryan Reeves type. Right. Where yeah. he's just a dick. Yeah, exactly. Dick on the ice and a spectacular guy off the ice. That's I'm happy with. Uh, Russo, what are your quick thoughts on it? Uh, it's okay. I mean, I don't think – I think 1.5 is a little much given the Leafs cap concerns. But we've been they've been saying for forever now, the Leafs need to get a little tougher, a little grittier. Yep. Wayne Simmons is kind of that perfect mold, even if he isn't the player he was – even five years ago or three years ago, uh, he'll be a presence on the power play. He'll be a presence in the room. He'll stick up for your for the younger guys. I like it for Toronto. I mean, like I said, maybe a little too much money, but it's kind of a guy that will play the Pat Maroon role, I guess. Right. In Tampa, yeah. right? So, I don't know. I, I like it. I like it for Toronto. It's it's what they kind of needed. Uh, we'll move into the bigger news that came out for the Leafs that day. News that made me really sad mm-hmm. and really mad. Uh, TJ Brody, four years, five million dollars per year uh, to the Leafs. Um, I'll give my quick thoughts on TJ Brody. Yeah. Um, before I go into my rant mode about the Flames. Yeah. For being the Flames, like, why don't you yeah, tell us um, what we should expect from him? Yeah. So, Leaf fans who haven't necessarily watched TJ Brody all that much, I've been watching him since he's gone to Calgary. He spent nine years with the Flames. Uh, he really broke out in fourteen fifteen. And that Cinderella run the year of the Flames shouldn't have even been close to the playoffs. Uh, TJ Brody skates extremely well, handles the puck very well. 
you know, can contribute offensively. I don't think you're going to get the 45 points that he did in 14, 15, and 15, 16. Um, but what I don't think people realize about TJ Brody is how good he is defensively. I think people saw some of the numbers that he put up um, with Calgary and they thought, oh, he's just another offensive defenseman. He's another more, uh, Tyson Berry. He is not Tyson Berry. He can play defense really well. He defends extremely well. There's a reason he played with Mark Giordano for all these years. It's because he defends well. He can go up against um, you know, the other team's top players, and he defends extremely well. Great on the, uh, the penalty kill. You can use him on the power play, but with Morgan Riley and possibly Nico Lettinen stepping in, I don't think you're going to have to use him on the power play. But no, Brody, he defends super well. I think he's going to you know, complement Morgan Riley really well, or Jake Muzzin for that matter. Yeah. Um, and you might be saying, oh, well, he plays the left side, uh, or he's a left-handed shot. He plays the right side, has been playing the right side his entire career, even going back to junior. Mm-hmm. The two years where people said, oh, like he kind of fell off, he was playing the left side. In 16-17, he played with Michael Stone and Dennis Weidman most of the year. year. And then in 17-18, he played with Travis Hamannick, and that, uh, that experiment kind of failed. But uh, you, you guys are you're getting a really good player in DJ Brody. Um, yeah. He's kind of the guy you needed, so I'll let you guys kind of take over. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of it. Brody. I'm I think, a fan. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of it. I think really what they did was like, or what we're expecting of TJ Brody is kind of. I've seen people. Uh, oh, it's another Jake Gardner. No, he's not. Sure, he no. has the same lapses every once in a while that Jake Gardner did. Will they be as costly? There's no way they are as costly. <laughs> um, uh, but he's really just steady on the back end, and that's really what we needed. He's somebody that can move the puck up. He never turns the puck over in the defensive zone, which is really good. I think he was ninth best in the league at that. The offensive and, zone, a little different story sometimes, but it happens with every hey, Morgan Riley played with Cody Cece. That yeah, dude no, couldn't no, no, make a pass two feet away. <laughs> he couldn't hit the net from 20 feet away. And An not improvement. Hit he hit the corner. <laughs> There's nobody that could be worse than that. So I think together, if Riley's a little bit more on the end of like Mark Giordano in terms of point production and offensive skill, I think partnering him with TJ Brody would be a lot better, especially than like a Petriangelo, who was the almost came here. Uh, looks like he's going to go to Vegas, but. I think it's a really good deal overall, and it, it, it'll be exciting to see what he can do and hopefully stabilize the back end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got no complaints about it. I think that, uh, that Kyle Dubas definitely looked into this, and, you know, they were going to get him last year, but then Nazem Kadri did not want to go to the Calgary Flames. Uh, but I think this is a good trade. I mean, you got Barry last year to help with this decor. He didn't really do that. He wasn't really a defensive-minded defenseman, and I think TJ Brody just is brought in to do that, so... I don't like even if Brody were to put like forty points, I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with that. That's perfectly fine. He's here to defend and help us defend. So I think yeah. no, forty points uh, isn't even it's forty points isn't even out of the realm of possibility. Exactly. Given no, especially given the offense, with given the offense that Leafs have, and given the offense that Leafs have, where yeah, you like know, is Morgan Riley and and Marner and Tavares? There's a chance. And you know what? The fact that I, I'm so happy for for TJ Brody, honestly. Um, just because he dealt with a lot of crap in Calgary. I can go back 
I want to say it was yet at the end of 1617. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I forgive me about the year. Um, but um, forgive me about the year. But they, it was after they got eliminated. I think it was against the Ducks. Um, TJ Brody was asked to go play for Team Canada uh, at the World Championships, and he declined. The re- and Eric Francis came out, and he was like, "Oh." You know he's weak. Can't believe he didn't come. He didn't go. Um, later came out. T.J. Brody's wife had MS, and there was a reason he didn't go. It was to go home and be with her. He dealt with a lot of shit from the fans, especially. Um, but for him to get this deal, I'm super super happy for him. He's been one of my favorites for a while, so I'm really happy for T.J. You know, I wish he was still here, but um, super happy for him. Yeah, and I think, like, hopefully he can not be, like, a Tyson Berry type where just the media ragged on him from day one. Hopefully oh, Keith likes him. And I know he Keith doesn't matter with the left-left on the back end. He's not a Babcock where he needs left-right. Like, look at Vegas. They're all left except one. And so, yeah, uh, White Cloud and will be Petrangelo. Right. And then, I don't know, it's still even two. Is Zach Whitecloud going to be on there next year if Petrangelo is there? I don't know. Maybe. If they move up Schmidt like they are going to. So I think overall it's pretty great. Uh, And then the other ones are Zach Bogosian and Jimmy Vc, which I think is pretty hilarious because Cal Dubas' strategy was get all the players that Facebook groups have wanted to trade Neolander for free. (laughs) Going back, it was Brody... (laughs) Simmons was in there, Zach Bogosian, Jimmy VC was there was that thing of if they signed him back Tricky. when he was a coach for agent, the Nylander's gone because there's your replacement for him. And they didn't now, they just had them all for free. Except for Chris Tanev, who went to the Flames, but I don't want Chris Tanev. Unfortunately, you yeah, have I'll him. get in, I'll get into that I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I guess we'll just get into Andres Johnson real quick. He was traded for Joey Anderson. Really just a cap dump for the Leafs, but uh, you're getting a pretty decent player, Joey Anderson? Yeah, I'm Joey Anderson, he played third line on New Jersey last year. He wasn't spectacular, but the Devils weren't spectacular. He's sort of one of those types where he has that third, fourth line skill set, but he can play up in the lineup like a Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman is not a first-line forward. However next to Austin Matthews or John Tavares, whoever they want to pair him with on any given night. He is, and he can play that role. Will Joey Anderson play that? I don't know. Probably closer to the third or fourth line winger. And then stick him on the PK. Uh, I'm going to miss Andreas Janssen, although he didn't play this year. So I can't really say that we'll miss his production a whole lot. It's unfortunate with the knee surgery and everything that happened. Uh, great, great guy. He seemed really fun and in the locker room for the Leafs, but Joe Anderson, I'm excited for him. Uh, don't think he'll fade out like, I don't know, a cap dump should. He'll actually be in this lineup, and then it allowed them to go out and sign Jimmy VC too. So one of them's going to be in the lineup, I guess. Thomas, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, just step players at this point, honestly. Just coming into the fourth line, kind of switching in for Jason Spezza maybe sometimes. So I think it's I think it's fine getting these guys on cheap deals because there actually might not even be an AHL season. So you might have to carry these guys as the extra forward and stuff like that when you go through 
apparently the bubbles they're going to be doing again. So I think these are just guys who are just going to plug in your lineup, give a good effort every night and just play for them. And they also got Travis Boyd, who I kind of liked on the Washington Capitals last year. He was actually pretty decent for them. So he's just going to come in to the lineup once in a while, maybe even the AHL if the season goes on and just kind of produce on that fourth line. I'm not expecting a whole lot from these guys because in Toronto, that's what we always do. We expect a lot from these guys. And when they don't perform, we all bash them. So I'm not expecting much from them. Yeah, and then it's really just they have a glut of third, fourth line wingers, and it's going to be fighting for who's going to get this job. And they did exactly. it in years past. Tyler Ennis, uh, they had Nick Patan, and there's been just every year it's you have six guys for these two roles who are the best at it, and I think that's the way you have to approach it. I think it's it. smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it a good to have. That have. They have to fight for that job, right? Yeah. It's gonna bring out the best in them, and then if they compete for those jobs, then they're gonna be competing for your team. Hopefully, in the playoffs, in the while they challenge for the cup, and it's smart overall. Like, is Travis Boyd gonna be on this team? I don't know. Probably not. Is Jimmy Vesey? I don't know. Probably not. It just depends. And they have their bottom two coming over, and there's just so many guys that they're gonna have to compete for these spots, and a few of them are gonna get in, a few of them aren't. And then, like you said, Thomas, if they don't have an AHL season and they go to something where, like the MLB had, where all of a sudden the roster is expanded because there's no minor leagues, then you have more flexibility, assuming they let the cap go up a little bit to Mm -hmm. compensate for those players. Then you're in a better spot because now you have more players for less money. And overall, you're in a better situation if that is what happens. If not, you're in the same situation you're expected to be. So I really don't see with it. Yeah, and I also don't – I also think it's a good thing to keep signing all these guys because they're going to fight for it. It's not like you're just giving guys um, spots by default where it's because, okay, right. we don't have anyone else. So, um, no, I think that's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. and, you know, like, VC is not even that – he's not good, but he's not bad. You know, he's a decent depth guy. And yeah. same with Travis Boyd, and, yeah, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine for them. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. You want to tell us what the your thoughts on the Flames and this impending rant because <laughs> the Flames. Yeah. Okay, so uh, forgive me because I'm going to go on for a little bit. I'll start with what news broke I'll first. I'll start with. <laughs> and that was Jacob March. Before I go on about Jacob March, he's a very good goalie. Put up almost Vesna-like numbers this year. And you know what? He had a really, really good year in Vancouver. This is the problem I have with the Jacob Mar. You gave a 30-year-old goaltender six by six. Really? What well, was the market for Jacob Marsham? I know Edmonton was in the running. Well, granted, granted, he's a late bloomer. He plays the type of play style where you don't need to be fully agile. And I could definitely see him. Well, I get that. I could see him lasting I, until the end of that. Like, is the term a little long? I, I, yeah. Your team signed Mike Smith at age 36. Oh, they traded for him at age 35. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. I totally get what you're saying here. Um, but here's here's the issue that I kind of have with it. Um, and I get Brad Living. I read something uh, yesterday or the day before after he signed Louis Domingue was that since Brad Living got here in uh, – 2014, mm-hmm. 
Jake Markham and Louis Domingue were the fourth, the 18th and 19th goalies he signed since he got here or traded for. Um, he's never had a goalie. The Flames haven't had a goalie since Mika Kiprasov. So I totally get, okay, Jacob Markstrom, he's the guy. You got your guy. He's the guy in that you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And to be completely honest, Jacob Markstrom, David Riddick as your one-two, it's a pretty good one-two. We've seen when David Riddick plays less games, or not even less games, the past two years when um, – in the first half of the season, this year and even in eighteen nineteen, he was spectacular. He was lights out. This year, remember that game against Toronto where he made like thirty seven saves. He, he played like yep. it was like the best game I've ever seen him play. He came out of that game with like a nine nineteen save percentage. Like that's where he was sitting at at January sixteenth. Yep. Um, and then you know, obviously a week later, he does the stick flip, and then against Edmonton, everything kind of went downhill from there. He was battling an injury, and then. He never got into the playoffs um, until game six against Dallas where they just threw him in because Talbot was playing bad. But um, you've solidified your goaltending. Um, I don't love the contract, but I like Jacob Marks from the player. Him and Elias Lindholm are really good friends. I think that was you know, a big reason as to why um, you know, they were able to get him here. But you know what? Um, I, I, I don't love the contract, like I said, but uh, I'll – um, I'm totally good with the player and solidified the goaltending. Let's get into the stuff I didn't like because <laughs> it was quite a few. Um, I'm going to get it before I get into Chris Tanev. Uh, oh, there was a couple even more. Of, there was a couple of uh, minor league signings, and usually these are ones that I wouldn't get too mad about. Byron Fraze was brought back. He spent the the entirety of last year in Stockton. No problem with that. They brought back Buddy Robinson. Spent the majority of the year in Stockton, came up for a few games with the Flames. Um, you know, $700,000, it's fine. No problem with that. This is the one I had the problem with. Zach Ronaldo. He's yeah, back for that's another right. year. He's back for another year. And here's the thing. I wouldn't be mad about this one, except for the fact Jeff Ward is still the head coach. And Zach Ronaldo, after Jeff Ward became head coach, he played. He played a boatload of games. And he didn't do anything at all. He is not an NHL player at this point in his career. He never has been an NHL player, I don't think. He's always been an AHL player, always. And again, I know it's a $700,000 deal. It's a two-way contract. Why are you getting mad about this? He played in the playoffs, guys. I'm aware, yeah, I saw. He played in those first two games against Winnipeg. And then he played in games... I want to say it was three, four, and five against Dallas. Where after Matthew Kachuk got hurt, Zach Ronaldo was in the lineup every single game other than game six. He's not an NHL player. Stop trotting him out like he's an NHL player. Can I put in for a second? Yeah, 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 go for it. Okay, so like, I don't watch Zach Ronaldo closely. I don't think anyone does, but like, did he make an impact? No, like, and that's the thing people were saying it was like oh but he hits guys he does okay but when you're playing three minutes a night it's a waste of time it's a waste it's an absolute waste when you skilled had, guy going you had austin zarnik sitting in the minors all year and you didn't play him like i know austin zarnik is not gonna contribute as a johnny Gaudreau would i understand that but you're telling me you couldn't get austin zarnik in the lineup over zach ronaldo this guy, he took 
um, in against what's it, against Dallas? It was it was either against Dallas or against Winnipeg. Took like two really bad penalties, and they scored on those power plays. You already have Milan Lucic to be your protector or to be your energy guy. Why do you need Zach Ronaldo? We don't. Like why? Don't. There's no point. He's Zach Ronaldo, whose career high in points is nine. Yeah. Okay. And he had five this year with the Flames. I know nine that. with the Flyers in 2011. And I don't think okay. he's brought in to get points. I think he's brought into what Russo no, said, no, like hitting stuff. But I, if he's I, not going to do that on a nightly basis, why I, the hell is he in the lineup? He can't, and he never has. So why do you have him here? No, the guy's useful. The guy, like, he sucks. And, you know, I don't doubt Zach Ronaldo's a great guy in the room. Because, you know, it seems like Dubé loved him. It seemed like Lucic and him were, were best friends. They dyed their hair together. I don't doubt that. But the problem is Jeff Ward is going to play him because Jeff Ward has no idea what he's doing. And he's going to play a guy like Zach Ronaldo. And your third and fourth lines are going to – one's going to have Lucic and one's going to have Ronaldo. He may not play 82 games, but he's going to play. And it's going to piss me off. Um, but let's get into the news that I got really angry about. Chris Tanev, four years, $4.5 million per year with Calgary Flames, essentially replacing TJ Brody. Yeah, and also Chris Tanev, um, the Vancouver TSN writer, Rick DeWall. One year, one three five. was yeah, it? Yeah, they offered him one by 1.35, which, yeah. and uh, Dolly Wall came out and said the Canucks offered him two years at four million per per year, and the Flames doubled that basically. Um, actually, Living doesn't learn, does he? Oh. Like he's never learned, has he? He signed this exact same contract four years ago. You want to know whose name? You don't want to know who? Uh, you want to know what player that was that he signed? Who? Troy Brower. Oh, and right. That's bad. He signed to a four, he put him to a four-year, $4.5 million per year deal. You want to know the difference between Troy Brower and Chris Tanev? One plays defense. That's literally the one actually half decent. Chris well, Tanev isn't a bad player. He's not. He wasn't a bad player five years ago. He's not now. Um, the numbers suggest differently. He's never played a full season in the NHL. His career high in games is 70. And he's yeah. getting older. And with the way he plays, it's not going to age well. This is the issue I have with it. Either, I don't know what it went on behind the scenes. But you couldn't have gave TJ Brody a $500,000 raise to your own guy. Your own guy you couldn't give a $500,000 raise to to keep him around. The guy who was your best defenseman this past year. And it's not even like it was your own guy. It's your own guy who's legitimately good. better than the it was other your person own, you thought. your own guy who was on your first pair, who you drafted and developed. <laughs> and even after fainting on the ice this year, came back and had... He did? Yeah, yeah, remember that? He, he no? Fainted. He, had, he had an episode. He when was it? Back in January? November. Oh, okay, yeah. That that explains it. Was, it. it was right. It was right before all the Bill Peters stuff broke. Oh, it was really, okay. So it was, it was really few. It was a really bad few weeks for the Flames. But in saying that, here's TJ Brody, a guy that you know is very good. You know, plays well with Mark Giordano, who you know you can put in any situation. 
You let him walk over $500,000. And hey, you know what? Maybe Brad Tree Living offered him the exact same contract Kyle Dubas did. And maybe TJ Brody said, listen, I'm going to go play into Toronto. That very well might have could have happened. Very well could have might have happened. But I don't get the sense that's what happened. Brad Tree Living came out and said that his number one priority was Jacob Markstrom. And then when he was done with Jacob Markstrom, TJ Brody had already signed in Toronto. You had how many months to figure this out with TJ Brody? How many months? The NHL went on pause for, how, for five months. You couldn't have figured this out during a pandemic. Well, yes, but also nobody figured out anything because they didn't know what was going to happen. No, right? for sure. But you, know, you knew your guy was going to be UFA. You knew it. And I mean, you I figured he was going to walk, I guess. Like, yeah, and you let him walk, and then you replaced him with Chris Tannen, who isn't like, even nearly as good as he is. And this is my problem with Bradtree Living. Over the years, how many picks has he pissed away on mediocre defensemen? Travis Hamannick, a first and two seconds. Eric Gustafson, a third-round pick. Uh, Oscar Fantenberg, a fourth-round pick. Derek Forbert, a fourth-round pick. Michael Stone, a third and a fifth, who you bought out and then brought back just for funsies. Like, and he just doesn't learn. He hasn't learned and he won't learn. 2016, Troy Brower, four and a half million per year. 2017, gives up that massive amount for Travis Hamannick. 2018, James Neal, five years at 575, knowing Matthew Kachuk was coming. Uh, 2019, he trades for Milan Lucic because you signed James Neal. Um, and now 2020, here's Chris Tanev. I don't get it. I don't understand. Oh, somebody here. One second, Thomas. Okay. I don't understand how somebody who has been through four coaches, four, Bob Hartley, Glenn Gullitson, Phil Peters, and now Jeff Ward. I don't understand how this guy still has a job. He's done great at the RFA signings. Don't get me wrong. Johnny Gaudreau's contract. Great. Sean Monahan's great. Rasmus Anderson, amazing. Matthew Kachuk, great. But what has he done to make this team better? His blue line in the 17-18 season consisted of Mark Giordano, Dougie Hamilton, TJ Brody, Travis Hamnick, and Brett Kulak. With Rasmus Anderson, Adam Fox, Oliver Shillington, and Yusuf Valamaki all waiting in the wings. And what is he at today? Mark Giordano, who we don't know what he's going to be next year. We don't know if father. We don't, don't know if father. Sorry, I don't think he can bet on lunch with Giordano. Not after no, losing man. his partner, and not yeah, after the exactly. decline you saw at the end of this year. Exactly. I so merger. Don't know. He's thirty-seven. Like father yeah. time very well might have come for him during the playoffs. Noah Hannafin is a bottom pairing defenseman. I don't care what anyone says. I've watched him enough to know he's never going to be a top four guy. And now you're going to throw him with Chris Tanev, who is also a bottom-pairing defenseman. You have, like, you have like two good defensemen on this team. Rasmus Anderson, we know is very good. We know it. Um, and uh, we know that Yusuf Valamaki, if he can stay healthy, should be a good defenseman. They're your two best or your two youngest, which is really just an indicator of growing for the future. Right? Yeah, but then... You can, because... The Flames are more of like in a win now mode, and yeah. you said back to the with Tree Living, and what was it through four coaches? How many GMs go four. through four coaches? Exactly. Before they how, go. How many? How many GMs outlast four coaches? You don't. It's just 
you know, it's not he doesn't forward think. And now he has five million dollars in cap space to get Andrew Mangiapane under contract, Oliver Shillington under contract, and Glenn Godden under contract. Which the, fine, the, 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 yeah. the 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 two the last two the last two I mentioned aren't gonna make that much. But Mangiapane is a big one that you gotta try and get term on because he squeezed them last year to take him to make him take seven hundred K or whatever it was. He right. scored seventeen goals this year. He's gonna want money. And he, he had our rights last year, right? Yeah, he, he well, he's filing for he filed for arbitration this year. Again, I think. Yeah. Um and, and Mangiapani, he was a part of arguably not arguably, was your best line this year with Backlund and Kachuk. Um he's gonna want to get paid. He's very good. And now you've put yourself in a situation where you can't even go out and add to your forward group that isn't good. Like who's on your third line? Derek Ryan's not even Derek Ryan, Sam Bennett, Dylan Dubé, and Milan Lucic. I think Dubé's very good. The other two, I don't know about. If you judge Sam Bennett off 13 playoff games, but, but ignore the past 400. There's not team, enough depth there to make up for the lack of high-end skill. And like, that's no, like, and there isn't. And now like, they're going to waste another year of Johnny Gaudreau because Jeff Ward's going to implement a system that doesn't work for this team. He wants to play like Dallas. He wants to play like the Islanders. Guess what? This team not working. No. Like those two teams. No. How? Why did the Flames succeed in the eighteen nineteen year? Running. Why on. did they finish? Because they played a system that worked for Johnny Gaudreau, that worked for Sean Monahan, that worked for Elias Lindholm, that worked for your defense, who is not as good as they were even two years ago. That's the problem here. And now Jeff Ward is going to take another year of Johnny Gaudreau. Eric Francis is going to say this is his fault, and then they're inevitably going to trade him next year for nothing because he's going to have one year left and his value is going to plummet because he's not going to be able to do what Johnny Gaudreau should be able to do. You're telling me Johnny Gaudreau went from a 99-point player to some bum in a year? No. No, he didn't. The thing that happened is Jeff Ward took over. Okay? And I'll get back to Chris Tanev here. It's a bad signing. I don't care what you say. It's a bad signing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for Would it. Would you rather them? Okay, let, okay. Let's say Brody's gone out of the question. Like he signed with the Leafs, he's gone already. Would yep. you have rather them sign no one or get Chris Tanev? I would have rather them sign Troy Stetcher. No, like like I'm saying, no one. Like just oh, didn't get him. No one? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because then you're not That's wasting four and a half million dollars in the next four years on a guy who's a piece of glass. And yeah. like, hey, maybe, and maybe Most Chris Tanev proved me wrong, and like he comes out and he's great. I'm not betting on it. But here's the other thing. If Chris Tanev is good next year, right. not average, if he has to be good next year, is there a possibility Seattle can take him? There's a chance. So maybe that's the saving grace and everything because he's not getting protected, I don't imagine. I imagine it's going to be Anderson, and Hannafin, and Guy. Like, maybe. I feel your fr- frustration. I'm not a Flames fan because, like, you already said it. They had Brody, dude. Like, why are you going out of your way to sign this guy? No, and, and that's the problem. You had – okay, like, even if they had let Mar- – if, like, whatever they want to do with March or Dale. Right. But if, you're, if they were able to sign T.J. Brody and you still had Dougie Hamilton, your defense looks good moving into the future. Mar- T.J. Brody, Dougie Hamilton, uh, uh, Rasmus Anderson, Yusuf Alamak. If that's your top four – Come on. That's something to smile for. 
Exactly. And like, what do I have to be excited for next year? And I was talking this with one of the guys that I, I frequent with on Twitter a lot, but like this team, they're not even going to be able to tank because God forbid, Jacob Markstrom is going to play out of his mind. And like, what is there? Like, again, what is the ceiling of this team? A seventh to eighth place finish and then another bounce in the first round. And then another mid-round, first-round draft pick. Yeah, like, like the Flames are in a weird spot where they don't have – Tom, they're not in a weird spot. They're sitting in mediocrity. No, okay, well, yeah. That's, that's a weird spot. You know who they are? They're the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, that's a weird spot. The Minnesota Wild haven't done anything of significance. You don't want to be in there. Also, Miku Koivu saying he went to Columbus because he wants playoff success, yet he had more playoff success in Minnesota. That's kind of hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> back to the Flames. But I know, I know I've been going on for a while here. It's just it makes me mad when the GM has made mistake after yes. mistake after mistake and doesn't learn from it. No. Troy Brower in free agency was a mistake. You bought him out. You admitted you made that mistake. James Neal. You traded him for Milan Lucic. You admitted that was a mistake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right here, right now. Chris Tanev is not making it to the end of this contract because whatever happens next year, if they lose in the first round, Brad Living doesn't have a job. Yeah, do you think he's fired next year? Like, 100%? Oh, he has to be. Yeah, I think you're gonna so. let another first round, like. Another for, if they don't make the playoffs or they get eliminated in the first round, he's gone. And then to, whoever yeah. the next GM comes in is going to have to clean up this mess. But he's going to do a clean slate because of him. I would hope so. But, like, no. Like, I'm saying, like, he's going to start – like, oh. he might trade Goudreau because he has to. Because this and team's you know not if good. That's, if that's the case, I'm fine with that. As long as they get a good return. But, like, Chris Tanev's not going to make it to the end of this contract. Yeah, I don't like Four it. years. Four years. That's rough. That's really for a guy rough. who never played a full season. So okay, and I've kind seen of... people say, just one second. Okay, I've seen go, people go. say well, he's great defensively. He plays a shutdown role. Yeah, he did. DJ Brody, thank. No, but Chris Tanev did that five years ago. He's not been the same player these last three years. He was once heralded as one of the best underrated shutdown defensemen in the league. He was up there with Mark Edward Vlasic. When Mark Edward Vlasic was in his prime, he was up there with Jonas Brodin, who is still very, very good. He's not that player anymore. And like I said, he, it's the exact same signing as Troy Brower, except Chris Tanev plays defense. That's the difference. Okay. Can I go with my point? Yeah, so, go for it. <laughs> so, Tom, um, would you be mad if the Leafs signed Chris Tanev to that deal instead of TK yes. Brody? So exactly, that's my point. That like it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, especially like at least the Flames have cap flexibility. They're yeah. not over it currently. Five, five million right now, which isn't great. The but... Leafs did not have cap when they signed TJ Brody. Yeah, they are currently over. At least the Flames have cap flexibility. At least, but at least the Leafs have a good team. That is the <laughs> other point. Of... Well, that's something to question right now. But yeah, okay, yeah but if not... we're talking about, if we're Skill, if we're talking about high-end skill, just straight up. Austin Matthews, Deshaun Monaghan, Austin Matthews. Austin Johnny Matthews. Gaudreau to Mitch Marner. Marner. Probably Johnny Gaudreau. Marner. If we're going Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, no, I would still say Gaudreau. Uh, 
Yes. I think <laughs> you hey, I respect your I respect your opinion, but but it Johnny Gaudreau is unbelievable when he's played the right way. Um then let's go even William Nylander to Elias Lindholm. Sir, do you know how many points Mitch Marner has this year? I understand that, but okay, you know just, how you just whatever. We're, we're not gonna okay, we're not gonna compare Johnny Gaudreau and Mitch Marner right now. I'm just saying I'm angry. I'm angry. But then again, okay. But then, which, which Tom? Just relax. But then, even moving on, William Nylander to a live lentil. Who are you taking? I'm taking William Nylander. I'm taking 88. Yeah. And then the Flames don't even have a comparable for John Tavares. No, they don't. Unless you want to go John Tavares and Matthew Kachuk. No. And you then... can make the argument Matthew Kachuk, but John Tavares is an elite centerman, right? So, but and that's my whole point is that you don't have the team. Wait, least wait. No, I said John Tavares is the lead center, but not Matthew Kachuk. Did you Did just you say you can make the argument that Matthew Kachuk is better than John Tavares? In the same no, no, no not better. Same you can, fan that you not, said John Tavares is better than Mitch Marner. No, no, not better. I think you can make the argument that they're somewhat same level. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally overrating Matthew Kachuk or I'm underrating John Tavares. Okay, anyways, get, get to the point. Anyways. But you guys can be you guys can be over the cap right now, but the team's better. The is there an argument to be made, or there may not even be an argument. Um, is the Leafs defense better than the Flames right now? I'd argue it is. Like okay, for be. again currently yes. With the moves they made currently yes. Yeah. The okay, how many? Is, what they've how many done is quite underrated, honestly. Like they have no yeah, small like players on the team anymore. They all no. move the puck up quite efficiently. And in terms of like looking at the Canadian market, especially, who has a better defense score? Montreal? No. Ottawa? God no. Um, no. Winnipeg? Not at hope. Calgary? Eh, probably not. Is Edmonton? They got better, Edmonton. They got better. So did the Leafs. And if Tyson Berry is what the Leafs wanted from Tyson Berry, I could see an argument, but Clefbaum's probably not playing this season. I don't know about that. They do have the Ethan Bear and uh, the London Knights coming. Bouchard's coming. And they have and, other um, guys. Not yet. Uh, it's not. Uh, Sam and then is Vancouver doesn't even have a full roster of defense yet. Yeah, like, like Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is probably the best out of the bunch, but and Quinn Hughes know, is I'm not, very I'm, good. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Vancouver's over over I Toronto's. Kyle Dubas, in the span of 24 months, has turned the Leafs' defense from absolutely crap to, to what it is now. Probably the best out of any Canadian market. Yeah, like, like even. I think between the Flames and the Leafs, it could be close. Could be. It's close, like, but the Leafs is for the future, right? Yes. There's no, exactly. nobody's young. Brody's only 30. Muzzin's 31. Sandine's very young. Who, has, who people aren't even penciling him to have him on the roster, which is nuts. Yeah. And... Um, but, but, like, if at which is there a Flames defenseman on their roster that's would be the best in the Leafs? The only one I can make the argument for is Rasmus Anderson, which he very well might be. 
you can make the argument he's better defensively than Morgan Riley. He hasn't put up the offensive numbers yet. But that's it. I mean, like, Mark Giordano last year, yeah. This year, no. Man, like, just looking at daily faceoff, just looking at daily faceoff, the Flames' top-rated defenseman, Mark Giordano, we'll see how that happens. We'll see how how if not, it is Rasmus Anderson, 36th yeah, ring. The Leafs, and that's the highest, Rasmus Anderson at 35 for the right D. The Leafs yeah. have Riley at 14, Brody at 27, Muzzin at 17, and then the other three are Hall, Dermott, Letton's not even rated, but like without Sandine or Lilligan, like this Leafs D is better than the Flames, and Chris Tanev up there is rough. Yeah, like if their if their plan is to play with Mark Giordano, they're gonna get destroyed. Yeah, like they're, they're gonna get they're gonna get destroyed. Like you're going from TJ Brody to Chris Tanev. My plan would be to put Anderson on the top pair, but then you're gonna have Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev playing together. Not a good mix. No, it is really not. And then your your bottom pair is gonna be Yusuf Alamaki and Guy, right? It's either gonna be Connor Mackey or Oliver Shillington. Or, you know what, it's probably going to be Alex Petrovic, I imagine. Okay, so... I'm done I'm done ranting. You guys kind of get my point. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to wrap things up. So, this episode was about the Leafs and Flames and what the moves they did this offseason so far in terms of signing and trading. And then next episode, we will be diving into every free agent signing thus far uh, done on the free agency market there's still some big names out there but we will get to them next episode and kind of break down each his trades and signings from each team that's gone on so far so um yeah so i think that's going to wrap it up for this episode um thanks for bearing with us on this one if you want to follow us on twitter and instagram it's at the burning leaf pod and uh we'll see you guys in the next one